Hi, and welcome to Post Credit Brews, the podcast where we review things over some cold beers. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And this is our second episode. Second episode. Uh, in this episode, we are going to be reviewing El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. And before we get into that, I'd like to just mention that today's beer for this episode is Cape May Brewing Company's Devil's Reach Belgian-style ale. Easy drinking with fruity esters. I'm curious to see how this tastes. I'm a little nervous. Looks good. Looks like we got a uh, an octopus on the cover. Is um, is it just me or does he have a a little like a graduation cap on? Yeah, it, it kind of looks like it. It looks like it. Yeah. But I mean, the cap is not what we're worried about. Cracking the cap is what we're most worried about. So right. let's let's crack them open, and um, I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy it. Okay. Now, Dave and I are uh, very, very big Breaking Bad fans. And just as an initial thought, I gotta say, perfectly well done. I like this movie a lot. It was a very simple movie. I don't think we needed this movie, but I think everything that was in it was uh, very well made. Yeah, I think the word that comes to mind with this movie is closure. It was the perfect explanation to a story, to the end of a story that we never got. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we want to kind of jump into how we got into Breaking Bad. I mean, if I'm going to say it, it was always a show that was on my radar, but I didn't watch it until it was available on Netflix. And once it became available on Netflix, it was just like I just stormed through those first three seasons. Yeah, I mean, like when I knew about Breaking Bad, I knew it was a show. But I remember FYE, the yes. store. Yeah. Yep. It used to be awesome, like before. Yeah. Before yeah. CD, when DVDs, CDs and DVDs were still a thing, it was a cool place to go. Yeah. But I'd always see like the, the season packs. I just see Brian Cranston stand there in his, in his tidy whiteies, and I'm thinking like, "What the fuck is this show about? What's going on here?" And when did this show come out? It started in 2008. 2008. Okay, so we were in high school when mm-hmm. this came out. Yeah. And I think we both watched it while we were in college, and you inter- you told me about it because I think they just uploaded the first three seasons to Netflix. It's all on Netflix, yeah. And the reason why I know that is because. Season four, I I watched on one of the streaming streaming sites yeah. because I like I, fin- I I went right through it. I was hooked instantly. Yeah, you talking about season season four of the show? Yeah, but like, the whole show, I, the I whole was hooked show on the show, and, like just from from day yeah. one. Yeah, season four of this Breaking Bad, I think, is the best season of any TV show ever. I remember just storming those episodes. But, yeah. Uh, Before we go any further, I just want to preface that we are going to be talking a lot about Breaking Bad. And if you haven't seen the show, I recommend you stop watching now. Yeah. Just go away. Why are you still listening? If you go out, go out, grab yourself a Devil's Reach from Kate May Brewing Company, mm. and just have a good time. Besides, besides watching this podcast, because we're going to be spoiling El Camino and Breaking Bad. Just leave. Go away right now. El Camino. Put your seatbelt on in the El Camino. Why is this called El Camino? I mean, he. He that's the, the name compound. of that's the name of the car, I think. Yeah, but he's not like driving it throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, I tried like looking up what the word El Camino in Spanish means. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really hooked on phonics as a kid, but mm-hmm. uh, well, it's, mean, just, it's like a phrase. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. But, um, but I think I think it's more so just because it was the car. Yeah, and I mean to to kind of jump to the Breaking Bad finale. So Walter kind of goes out in his blaze of glory, and he rescues Jesse. And Jesse is just kind of fleeing in the El Camino. He is 
very happy, very excited, because he was kind of, you know, he, he wasn't kind of, he was tortured. Yeah, it was, he had, like, that sense of relief and, mm. like, I'm free. I mean, you see, the very last scene of Jesse in Breaking Bad is him in the car running away, yeah. just screaming, super happy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I didn't think we would have gotten a movie like this. I, I kind of just thought they left it open-ended, and I wanted to imagine Jesse lived a happy life, and this movie kind of shows you what happened to him after that. Picks up seconds after the finale. <laughs> I, like, it doesn't, I, exactly, like, Literally seconds. Like, yeah. They actually show him driving from the finale and, like, continued on from there. Yeah. I'm surprised how well they got, like, the beard, the hair. Because it's been years since he did this. So, wow, yeah. I mean. Yeah, and I, I think Aaron Paul's an actor, too. I think, again, like, I was kind of surprised. He didn't really he didn't really do much after Breaking Bad ended. I think he tried, like, the movie career, and then it wasn't working out too much for him, and then... He's on a show on Amazon, right? Or Hulu? He was on Hulu. He was on The Path, and I think that show got canceled. Um, He's on the upcoming season of Westworld, which I want to catch up on Westworld, because I want to see that. Is he in a main role in that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Cool. So, um... I'm still on... I still haven't even finished season one of Westworld yet. That's a tough show to get into. But yeah, it, they, they, right out of the gate, they go right into it as if nothing ever happened. Yeah. And, and I think before we kind of get too into it, I think we should kind of point out the character arc that kind of Jesse went through throughout Breaking Bad. Where if we want to jump to, I mean, he was kind of just this this slacker, didn't really care about anything. And then high school, the show, high school junkie. And, yeah. And, and then throughout the show, we really kind of started getting a moral compass. Um, you know what episode I really like a lot that I think back to is when. He gets robbed, and then he gets, like, held, like, captive in that house. And where is the guys that stole the, the ATM? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the little kids in the house. And then you just kind of have the parents fighting, bickering, going out stealing. Um, Patty, for my name is Earl. <laughs> Dale Dickey. That's the actress's name. So. <laughs> yeah. That was a grim episode. But it, it was, the you know, Jesse in the house with a little kid. And he's taking care of the little kid. And you kind of see... You know, that that's kind of, you know, he really kind of has a heart. For yeah. Stuff like that, so. That's the one when they, they kill the guy with the ATM machine, right? Yeah. He keeps calling the wife a skank, skank, and then, you know, she eventually says, I know skank. <laughs> and then she just drops the ATM on his head. It very, was grim. Very grim, yeah. But I think with Aaron Paul, this character... He was a character that wasn't even supposed to make it past season one. They were going to kill him off at the first off. season. Yeah, yeah. And he, he might be the best character on the show entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, go for him. I mean, Walt's obviously the best character. I mean, he is the, he is the show. Yeah. But Walt and, and Jesse had, like, that father-son figure. Yeah. Like, kind of, kind, of, kind of balance. Yeah. And I think both characters just went from different spectrums from the beginning of the show to the end. You kind of had Walt, who was just this, you know mild-mannered, straight-laced guy, and then, you know, he eventually just becomes a monster toward the end, whereas you would Jesse, slacker, stoner, didn't care about anything, and then toward the end, it's like, he's just, you know, like I say, he has this moral compass, but he's also kind of, he's lost a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't, I mean, he's just been through so much, whether it's just, you know, the abuse he gets from Walt, to the abuse that he gets from Todd and his uncle, and you know, all those other guys. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think I really, I did like Jesse a lot, and I think they did a good job. The one thing that I really liked about this show was how they kept Jesse in line with referring to Walter as as an authoritative figure. He never calls him Walt besides, like, once or twice when it's used as an insult. 
every other time it's Mr. White. Yeah, that that was good. You know, just him calling him Mr. White, um, never calling him Walt that much. Um, one of before we get too much into the movie, too, like one of my favorite callbacks was in the finale of Breaking Bad, um, and I don't know if you remember when he's in. Well, this is a couple seasons before, but he's in the group. And he's explaining to the group when he was in high school, when he was in woodshop, and he was making um, the, I forget what he, like a jewelry box type thing. And like how much pride he took in like making that jewelry box. And he was like, you know, at first I didn't care, and then I started putting more work into it, and then I started caring for it and caring for it, and I created this this amazing thing, you know, that I was so proud of. And in the finale, you see him, you know, you you see him in like a woodshop, and he's making, you know, that and all this stuff. And then you kind of notice that's just like a dream, that's just a memory that he's thinking of, and he's chained up, and he's making meth. Mm-hmm. And I think it does such a good job at showing like what Jesse is capable of versus like what he's become. And they so, meant like, they mentioned in the show him. what he used that box for. He used it to like store his weed, right? It was is that what? It was like it was. Yeah. Well, they made this whole illusion that like or the story was like that he, yeah. you know. Didn't care about it, and then started putting work into it, and then got something out of it. Just to, the final product he used for something like just stupid, and I, yeah. I, I forget from the life of me what he, it was. Yeah, and I remember the group guy. You know, I mean, he notices how much pride Jesse took in it, and he's like, "What happened to the box?" And Jesse just goes, "I traded it for an ounce of weed." And I think it just does such a good job at showing like where Jesse, how far he's come. But yeah, I mean, throughout the show, you just have little moments like that. I always liked. We'll, we'll kind of get into this a little more with the flashbacks, but I really did like the. Uh, relationship between him and Mike. I felt like Mike, like, you kind of saw Jesse and Walt, Walt be this kind of father figure for Jesse, but I think Mike is the father that Jesse deserved. Yeah. You know? I think Mike was more of, like, a like a mentor. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really call him, like, a father figure. I think he was more of, like, a mentor. To yeah, yeah. But if, if we want to jump into it, like, the movie opens with, you know, Jesse by the river, which is, I assume, like, moments before Walt kills Mike. And it's Mike, Jesse, just saying, like, do you have any advice for me? I think this is after they pulled off that, like, big, like, heist or something. Yeah. And he's like, do you have any advice for me? Like, what do you think I should do? Where should I go? And, and I mean, Mike's pretty much just telling him, like, look, like, you're wasting all of this talent. You know, if I was you, if I was your age, I would go to Alaska. And that kind of sets the stage for the movie. You get some great callbacks. You get Skinny Pete. You get Badger in this. Skinny Pete? Do you want to jump on to Skinny Pete? (laughs) I was very shocked that, like, for Skinny Pete's role in this wasn't he wasn't didn't have a lot of screen time mm-hmm. but was pretty significant character for for this movie he seemed a lot smarter yeah like, yeah he did yeah but yeah. skinny pete was a really big character in this movie like yeah. i said not a lot of screen time but he uh essentially he sets up the plot where he Jesse's allowed to escape because, as you know, mm-hmm. the police are after him. The, yeah. pl- the police are going after oh, Jesse right now. Yeah. So Jesse drives from the recent with the finale. He drives to Skinny Pete's house. Mm-hmm. He crashes on the on their bed. Yeah. And he wakes up the next morning. You get another callback, and it's um Lenny from the uh, the yeah. junkyard. Yeah. And because they're trying to get rid of this car because mm-hmm. they they don't want the cops to to see it. So he, he goes over, goes over, and and it's like it's on the house. Like you guys did so much for me, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Yeah, and then he, he goes back. He even says that you know I remember you. He's like I remember science, bitch. Like magnets, bitch. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, he he notices um, the tracker on on that's on the car. Yeah, and yeah. he he he, 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 he hauls ass. Yeah, like I never seen that guy run faster ever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Skinny Pete is the one that. You no, know, he flips cars and 
He sends Badger to Mexico the border. Sends him on like a two hundred mile like trip. <laughs> yeah, Badger doesn't want to do it. No, <laughs> he was more worried about about like the car that they gave Jesse. They they, they swap cars essentially. Yeah. This is what the whole thing's about. But then doesn't doesn't he tell him to hitchhike home? <laughs> yeah, he tells him to hitchhike, home. and that's the last you hear about Badger. Yeah, Badger really didn't do much of this. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm saying Skinny Pete, like Skinny Pete. Yeah, can we can we please take a moment and just pour one out for Combo though? Who I think is just the forgotten. It's a Combo character. Which one was he? <laughs> so we always go back to uh, in Breaking Bad when you know Jesse goes up to Walt and he tells him he's like, he's like, yo, he's like, Combo's dead, and Walt just being the very like unsympathetic character he is, he just goes, which one was he? There's <laughs> like, a great scene. But that's really all you see of those characters. Yeah. Like even the little trailer where it's like Skinny Pete getting interrogated, that's not in the movie. I'm going to hold it in, and I'm really upset about it. I wanted to see what happened to Walter Jr. Walter Jr. <laughs> or Skyler. Skyler. Her character was so good that, like, I see Anna Gunn on different things, and I still hate her guts. Yeah, people really... I mean, I read some... Back in the day when the show was on, like, I read some... Very mean YouTube comments toward Skyler's character. <laughs> like, very mean. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. In rewatches of this show, like, she was a re- she, she was not a nice person. No. She was not good. Like, she was very unlikable. Which is something to say when your husband is Walter White. There was one scene, though, that, like, I really did like with her. I don't want this to be more just like I mean we we can we can just we're, no, f- we're flat back on Breaking Bad scenes yeah. because El Camino was only like a two hour movie so there's only so much we could do with this. Yeah. But essentially it was like two episodes. Yeah, you know. But El but uh, Anna Gunn, there's one scene from her and I think it was season two, where she just breaks down the Hank, and it's like everyone's telling me to calm down when I'm pregnant. My husband, my husband is cancer. My son has cerebral palsy. And everyone cares about my bitch sister, and she just breaks down. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good scene. Yeah, I can imagine Hanks just like sitting there, just like I've well, he tries to hug her, and like he, he like does like a weird like wrap around on her, yeah. and yeah. like he's like she's, like kind of shaking. That's another thing you don't see Hank either. But not that you were going to, then he's he's dead. You didn't even see Hank in this. Yeah, I liked Hank's character though. Now why didn't we? Why didn't we try getting some Schrader right for the Schrader bro for this? What a missed opportunity, Schrader brow. Schrader brow. We should have reviewed that. I said Schrader right because I made a meme when I was in college of um, remember the movie of Waterboy, mm-hmm. and it's all the football players with um Henry Rinko's head on them. And they get they going Gatorade. <laughs> so I put Hanks had all of them. It's a Schraderade. Schraderade. <laughs> to sort of jump back into this movie, so after you know Skinny Pete sets up that very elaborate plan for all of them, um, Jesse takes like one of their. I think he takes Badger's car. Yeah, the, like and, the whole thing about it, it was a car swap with yeah. that I mentioned. Like, mm-hmm. And Jesse just takes off. Yeah, and he goes to. Todd's apartment. Todd's apartment. So through flashbacks, you see um, Todd taking Jesse out of the compound and helping him. I don't even know what he's doing. Like, well, no, you do know what. He, yeah, he's helping him get rid of that body that's in Todd's apartment. Yeah. yeah. So Todd's sick. I'm gonna try to wrap it up as fast as I can. Todd kills the cleaner in his in his apartment because she finds his money that he's hiding inside the, the door crevice of his refrigerator, and he like. And if you remember him from the show, all you need, need need for you is just to look at Todd, and he'll kill you if he thinks you're doing something. Really. That yeah. that that kid just waved and with yeah. the tarantula. 
And you yeah. know that tarantula? That, that, I think that might be the same tarantula that was in his apartment. You think? I think it might be. Oh, maybe. Todd's a piece of shit. He has got. He's definitely got some form of um some sociopathic behaviors. Yeah. There's a there's a loose screw there. It's it's weird with Todd though because he's not like overtly like crazy or like maniacal or anything like that. But he's very like calm with it. And he's very like just. Dude, he's insane. He walked over a dead body and made soup. Like, yeah. <laughs> you want bean? <laughs> Bacon. Yeah. yeah, but no. So, so the flashback that you see, but as so Jesse's driving, gets switches the car as Jesse's driving, and he gets a flashback. He's in the pit, and Ty lets him down, like gives him a cigarette, lets him up, and yeah. says, "I need your help with something." So they they get a hood of they get the hood of a roof for his truck, just a cover to what is going to be where they store this body that that's in his apartment. Yeah, and in breaking bit of fashion, you know the different they had, they always have the coolest um transition scenes and all that kind of stuff. Did you notice that in, the, in that transition scene, like, there's, they show a bunch of different spots in New Mexico, and one of them used to, is the same um, storefront where Saul, Saul's place used to be? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did see and that. And there's another one, another one of the actual Los Pueblos Hermanos. It's a it's an actual restaurant chain. Okay. They showed that real quick. I, just, I, I caught up on those yeah, two things. Little things. Yeah, no, I, I think the detail on this is really good, too. So. Yeah, Vince Gilligan directed and, and, and wrote this, so you definitely know you're getting gold with that. Good stuff, yeah. But you, I mean, they, they dispose the body in the desert, and somehow Jesse gets Todd's gun. Yeah, he, um... So he's digging, and Jesse goes into the glove and finds a gun, and he's holding it, and he's, like, really contemplating, too. And that's another thing, too. Todd is having him help him, mm-hmm. but also gives him a threat, like, look, well, Jack told me, like, if you try pour anything, I gotta go back and finish the kid off. Yeah. Meaning, meaning Brock. Yeah. So he's holding this gun, and he's kind of, like, he's, he wants to do something, but he knows, like, if, if things go south. He's chained, too. If things go mm-hmm. south, like, Brock's a dead man. Yeah, and, and he's like, you know, enticing him with beer and pizza and all this stuff, and it's just like you just see like how like tortured Jesse is in that moment. And all this torture, it like it, it was a nice. This is one of the things I really enjoy about this closure is because in the finale, when he gets his chance, he jumps on top and just like yeah, attacks him like a like a, like like a wild mm-hmm. like like cheetah yeah. just attacks him. And I think even when you watch the finale, what was it, six years ago, you're like, all right, I understand why Jesse's doing that to Todd. You know, he, Todd's just a sociopath. And then I think this movie just adds more to it where it's like, yeah, no, I mean, Todd is really not a good dude. Yeah, no, he had to go. Yeah, and um, little moments like that, and then, so you do see him go to Todd's apartment, and then these other guys come, and I guess you're to assume they're, they kind of roll with, well, no, they're the, the welders. So you see the the thing that Jesse is chained to when he's making the meth in the factory. This one guy that shows up at the apartment is the guy that created that. So you see him in flashbacks, and then you see him present day when Jesse's trying to find the money. Yeah, it's another torture scene. Like you know, Todd and one of one of his other friends are uh, they're making a run back and forth, mm-hmm. making him look, look, look like a, like a cage animal. They kind almost of thing. make like a bet. It's like, yeah. Todd, well, like, do you honestly think he's gonna break this? Like, if he does break it, like, you owe me like this amount of money. It, um, it's it's just another form of torture. Yeah, you really feel bad for Jesse. Yeah, I you, really, really, I, you really do. That moment, I think I felt the worst for Jesse in the entire. Movie. Oh yeah. Them just making him go back and forth mm-hmm. try to break it. 
Aaron Paul has been so good in this role, playing it. And like, I don't think I really have not seen him in anything much outside of Breaking Bad. Nah, and it, it's like I mentioned earlier, it's amazing how he was supposed to be cut off in the first season. Mm-hmm. He's come such a long way. But the whole reason why he's in this apartment is because he's trying to get the cut. He's trying to get all this money so he so he can finally like go go to right. the the vacuum place and get yeah. out get out of Dodge. And he knows that because he was in that apartment and, and found that when he was in the apartment with Todd, he knows that the money's there. Mm-hmm. That that's why that's why all. All this happened. Yeah, and, and he kind of gets in a standoff with these guys, and somehow they each leave with like a certain amount of money. Um, and what, what, what Dave is saying, he goes and he goes to the vacuum place. And I've forgotten about this just because it, it's been a while since I've done a rewatch of the show. But I forgot when he was just about to leave. With yeah, him. he you found know? he found the rice and cigarette. Yeah, and um, like we we're saying, yeah, he was ready to leave, and then he just you know, yeah, from what you were saying, he found the, the cigarette. Um, and you can kind of tell, um, rest in peace to Robert Forster, who had, the actor that plays Ed in this, who had passed away the morning this movie was released on Netflix. Um, but yeah, he goes to him, and uh, I'm trying to think of what, it, he's short a good amount of money, right? It's like 1200 bucks. Yeah, but he owes him for that first trip. Yeah, that's the whole thing. And he's got to pay for the next one. And I, I think in this movie, you can see just how desperate Jesse is just to be like, get me out of here, like I'll do anything for this, like, you know. That whole concept, I think, is so cool. I, like, just, like, completely disappear, like, off the grid and all that stuff. And uh, from what you can see, you remember from Breaking Bad, you know, this is what Walt did. And then also, like, for those of you that might watch Better Call Saul, this is what, you know, Saul does, too. Like, they go into this, like, almost, like, unofficial witness protection. And we'll get into that in a minute. But before we do, I want to just take a minute and just really do another shout-out to this K-Made Brewing Company, Devil's Reach Belgian-Style Ale. Easy drinking with fruity esters i you know what going back to this artwork this octopus on the cover i i really think he just graduated um from a a small liberal arts college um with a bachelor's in equestrian studies he definitely dorned in peabody if he went to temple (laughs) it's not there anymore um, Nothing's there at Temple anymore. It's completely different. Yeah, it's a new place. But he, uh, yeah, now this beer, it's good. It's it's a little fruity. Yeah. Yeah. So it says, Profile, a Belgian beast, fruity and light. The complexity and character of Devil's Reach comes from robust Belgian yeast. Deceptively simple. Caution is demand because before you know it, Devil's Reach has swallowed you whole. Don't, don't get ahead of yourselves. This is a good beer. Yeah. I think we're we're doing okay. Tastes like um, Golden Monkey a little bit from Victory. I never had Golden Monkey before. It's good. Yeah. What to add it to the list? Yeah, just don't have too many. <laughs> um, yeah, just the overall design of this can. It's like the most El Camino-ish can that I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Weighing in at eight point six percent alcohol mm-hmm. at twelve fluid ounces. If you had a couple of these, you're definitely gonna have yourself a night. Yeah. Do not drive if you have this beer. We do not recommend anyone to go out there and drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a taxi, whatever you can find. But this beer's good. Yeah, yeah. I gave it a four out of five like I did for the one we had last week. Yeah, four out of five. Um, I wish this guy on the cover all the luck in his future job search. We recommend it for everyone. So go out and taste it. Back to post-credit brews with Matt and Dave.
Yeah, so just back to what we were saying, he's at the point where he's going, he's trying to leave. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have the money to do it. And the guy, the guy being kind of a dick about it, too. Kind of, I mean... He calls the cops on him. He's like, I'll call the cops if you don't leave. He's like, and Jesse's like, I know you're bluff, whatever. Yeah, but then he kind of has a change of heart, too. Yeah. You know, almost. Like, once the cops show up, he's just like, I oh, left. Yeah, I think he did that as more, more to prove, like, hey, man, you're short and I ain't fucking around. This part was good. I kind of understood where he was coming from. Just because I, I think it's just such a... You run such a risk of, like, just doing what he does. Whereas it's like, yeah, like, you didn't show up for that first time. Like, why should I trust you now? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this was cool. I, I liked seeing this guy come back. So, so then, you know, he's short the money. And he's got to get it somehow. So he goes back to the guys that pose as police officers in mm-hmm. the in Todd's apartment. Yeah. And it's going to just take their, take their cut. They kind of have, like, a western shootout. Yeah. In this scene in the movie. The guy, I don't know who the guy is. I'm just going to call him Mr. Sir because he reminds me of the guy Mr. Sir from the movie Holes. Yeah. He, he's, I guess, a character actor. On, he, he's on the Righteous Gemstones, this guy. Yeah. I always make my fantasy football team names like the characters from movies. Like, I'm really big on making like Adam Sandler movie guys. Like, this year on The Revolting Blob. Yeah. Last year I was um, former friend. I was going to be Mr. Sir from Holes this year, and I, and I ch- changed it last minute. Next year. There's always next year. I'm in first place, though. Hey, yeah. I haven't checked we, my team. We gotta, we got, we're, we're facing each other this week. Are we? Yeah. You got some buys. I'm being generous telling you that. What's... I'm trying to think. What's your team name? The Revolting Blob. Revolting Blob. Okay. What am I? I'm uh, Big Gulps, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Dumb and Dumb dumb reference. And dumb, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. If I win fantasy, I'm going to buy the staff here a nice steak dinner. Hey, two people. <laughs> so... <laughs> Gonna be a hefty price. It's worth it, though. Yeah, everyone does a good job here. We do. Yeah, it's a good podcast. I'm, I'm having a great time doing this. Yeah. And uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the, the shootout for Jesse. Um, this part was cool. Like, I, again, like I think this movie is just very like simple in how it approaches a lot of stuff. That when it's not in like a flashback, you're kind of just like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? I mean, again, I I think this is a pretty simple scene. You know, they have the shootout. Jesse eventually winds up getting the money, and then he um, is able to kind of escape to freedom. For sure, right? Yeah. So he gets the money and uh, goes to Alaska, just as, as Mike alluded. Yeah. He goes to Alaska. Yeah. But there's also a couple things. So while Jesse is being transported, he's having some flashbacks. And I, I, think, I think this is one of the best scenes in the movie. I think it is the best scene in the movie. Yeah. Is he has a flashback to... A time after after a, a cook with mm. Walt. I, this was... Oh, I forget what this was. This was like... I think this was right in season two, right after when they get stuck in the desert. Remember when they ran out yeah. of gas? And, uh, he didn't have a goatee. He had just the mustache. Something like that. Yeah. And this was... I think this was when, like... I guess Walt had told, like, Skyler he's going out of town for a little bit. They go in the desert. They get stuck out there. And then I, I do remember they went to a hotel for a little this bit. Just right before the fugue state? When Walt shows up naked in the yeah. supermarket, I think this is right before then. Okay, yeah. and uh, yeah, but you you see them in a hotel and they're getting breakfast together. You can tell he's wearing a ball cap, but he's he had I heard that he, yeah he definitely but like mm-hmm. we I alluded to earlier that Walt and Jesse were like a father son figure, and I don't it was the most prevalent in this scene too. Because Walt the entire time is trying to convince Jesse to do something with his life, mm-hmm. not do something with his life, but like no, he, talk about going to college. Yeah. And I, and I see where you're coming from, whereas I think this was such a good job of, like, showing, like, Walt trying to be that father figure for Jesse, but also 
putting him down at the end when he just assumes he doesn't have a high school diploma. And you, you see Jesse, and, you know, Walt says something like, you know, we'll make sure you get your GED and all this stuff. And then Jesse's just like, dude, I graduated high school. He was like, you were on the stage when I graduated. Like, how do you not remember? Um, and I think that kind of just does such a good job at showing, like, yeah, like, Walt in the beginning kind of trying to be that, like, mentor for Jesse, but also mm-hmm. at the same time just, like, being very oblivious to, like, Jesse's feelings. Yeah. You know? And there's one quote that I really thought that was really cool. Walt looks into the distance in the mountains and he goes, you know, you're lucky. You get to do something. you got to do something with your life now as opposed to waiting like I did. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he's alluding to, like, you know, running an empire. Because he, he's talking about, Jesse, you should go to business school and, like, that's right, all this kind yeah. of stuff. So I think that's kind of alluding to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was just, the whole scene was just really cool. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool to see them back together again. I'm a lot happier that it played out in this way than, like, I was also thinking, like, you might see Jesse present day and, like, the ghost of Walter White shows up. It's like, Jesse, do you really want to do that? Yeah. Something like that. Like, I, I think this played out a lot. That'd be corny. I think that'd be corny to do that. that. Yeah. Or even if they did that with Mike, I thought Mike might have been, like, the, the, the present, like, mm-hmm. like um, moral compass for him, like, throughout the movie. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Mike's standing in the corner, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Like, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want that either. <laughs> No, I wouldn't want that either. Wait, wait, do your mic impression again. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> you know, Jesse, if I was you, I would go to business school. <laughs> and then I would go up and go to Alaska. Don't listen to Walter. <laughs> Dude is crazy. <laughs> that was my mic. I think it's, I think it's the, the uh, Devil's Reach speaking to you right there. Nah, I don't <laughs> think so. I just, it's a mic impression. <laughs> what? Oh, Jane. You get a Jane you get a Jane flashback. flashback. I, I like the Jane flashback a lot. I didn't need it. You didn't need it? I don't... No? I didn't really care for Jane's character. Uh, okay, I like Jane. Her di- her dying was the moment that, like, my, my dad, who, who was very skeptical, like, not skeptical, but, like, just trying to find, like, like the aha, like, I'm hooked moment, mm-hmm. and it's when Walt lets her choke, because choke to death is when he's like, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I'm well, I think on they, it. they credit that scene as like the scene where he goes like he just completely turns after yeah. that, you know. Um there really isn't any like sympathy left in him or anything. But um no, I like the Jane scene a lot. And I think Jane that whole like part of Jesse's life, I think Jane meant like so much to him that I think it was you know, I think it was important to kind of share that scene and then they, you know, Julius Wet jumped to him in Alaska. And I forget the scene with Jane. It's pretty much her just kind of saying, like, you know, I don't plan anything. I just kind of go with whatever happens. Yeah. You know? Um, which, you know, I, I think kind of speaks a lot to Jesse's character. And then they, uh, yeah, you jump to Jesse in Alaska, just uh, driving around, starting a new life for himself. Yeah, and you would, you would think that you'd, you'd be upset of ending it, ending it right there, of him driving off. Like, the show ended with him driving off, and this movie ended with him driving off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this 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 round seemed a little bit more different. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I wasn't questioning like, well, what's he gonna do now? Like, you knew that he was on to doing something with his life. Yeah, and I, and I think even if we didn't get this movie, that's where I kind of left it with his character. Yeah, I always thought like he was kind of gonna go and do something with his life, then just kind of like waste it. Mm-hmm. You know? Can I say there was a part of me that kind of thought they might jump into, like, some legal stuff. So, like, when he's in the apartment and those guys are disguised as uh, policemen, I did think he was going to get arrested, and I did think he was going to go to, like, a... I don't know if, like, a trial-type thing, but they were going to go to court. 
and I thought like Skyler might show up again, Junior might show up again, <laughs> you know. I'm, so, glad, I'm, I'm glad they didn't go that route, but I thought they were going to. For yeah, no, I think the way they did it was perfect because it was a Jesse movie. You, I mean, it was nice seeing the other other cameos, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I said, it was it was, well, it was perfectly well done. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good movie. I would uh, I would recommend it for obviously Breaking Bad fans, you know, and anyone that wanted to see what happened to Jesse after the show. So, where would you? What would you rate it out of five, dude? Four out of five. That, I, I put it at 4 out of 5, so... Yeah, I don't think we needed this movie, but, like, it, it's one of those things where, like, I don't think we needed this movie, but the fact that they made it, like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm never going to see that. Yeah, it was um, it was a treat. And I, I hear a lot of people describing this as not so much a Breaking Bad movie, but, like, almost like an epilogue. Yeah. Like, kind of like Breaking Bad ended, you know how it ended for Walt, you know how it ended for the other characters, and then they're like, oh, and, like, this is just a small bit of what happened to Jesse afterward. I wonder if Vince wrote this after the fact. Like, do you think this was part of, like, his story originally, or do you think he just added this in? No, I, I think he just kind of, you know, I mean, I know he works on Better Call Saul, but I think he definitely probably got to a point where he's like, hey, I got a great idea for, like, Jesse. Like, do you ever wonder what happened to him after And that's show? just a testament to, like, even, like, like what's it been, been, like, five, how long has it been off the air? Uh, six years. Like, six years? Six, yeah. yeah, five, six years? Mm-hmm. Like that much time has been what we've been away from it, and he just jumped right back into it. like like nothing happened. Like yeah. he's incredible, and I'm excited to see what he's going to be doing going forward. Yeah, and I um I do recommend anybody who is a big Breaking Bad fan to watch Better Call Saul too, which I'm sure if you are a big Breaking Bad fan, you do watch it. That is a very good show that's on TV right now. Um, I think it flies under the radar a lot too. I have a lot to catch up on with that. I kind of fell off the wagon with that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. It's just really good. Bob Odenkirk is Saul, obviously. He goes by Jamie McGill. But uh, one of the cool things is each season opens with him post-Breaking Bad. So it's like a black and white scene, and it's him doing what he did, you know, what he said he was going to do at the end of Breaking Bad, where he was like, best case scenario, I'm the general manager to sit upon. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what he's doing in Nebraska. So. I mean, we could talk about this for hours and hours if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to wrap, wrap it up soon, I just want to ask you, what is your most savage moments of, of Walter White? Like, if you could think of, like, what are some of your most savage Walter White moments? Savage. I mean, we did kind of talk about, I mean, when he lets Jane die, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know, savage. Like, I think one moment where I think Brian Cranston, he was, like, the best acting he's done on the show is probably in Ozymandias when uh, Hank dies. And he's trying to, like, please, he's like, no, 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 you oh, don't, yeah, don't do yeah. this. And then it's just, like, everything just kind of, like, the sound goes completely off, and it's just his facial reaction to that. I, I think that was good. I mean, I wouldn't describe that as savage, but we also talked about the combat. I mean, I think that was savage. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was cool. Which one is he? I, oh, my favorite scene from, from Walt was when he threw the pizza on the roof, and it, it was taken in one shot. Oh, that, that's good. Yeah. I got dipping sticks. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Remember the scene where, like, Junior's trying on clothes and he needs help? This is the first episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, like, pins down the guys in the department store. <laughs> What's wrong, Chief? <laughs> yeah. That was, that Having was, trouble walking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Walt was, Walt's pretty savage. What about the scene when, um... 
the the asshole at the gas station like cuts him off, so he puts on um, the uh, windshield cleaner like, inside um like his engine, and it just yeah. blows up. Yeah, he's just walking away. Not it's only like, an like iconic scene. Him walking away, but the music that they play in the background of that, too. It's like this nice, like, playful music. Yeah, yeah. And he's just sitting there with, like, a grim look on his face. He's just walking away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, remember the scene, oh, what was it? The song was called, like, Bonfire, and it's, like, him and Junior coming home with those, like, sports cars. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, flashing, like, between, like, yeah, yeah. Like, revving the engines. Even, like, the light of, in the finale, when he, when he, when he calls um, Lady on the phone, he's like, you feel under the weather? That might be the rice and I slept in your in your tea you've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, oh, and when and when, you, and when, he, when uh, Walt tells um, Jesse that he let Jane die. Oh, and, that was bad. Ozzy Mandy, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, uh, that was savage. Yeah. Say my name's a good one. Oh yeah, the, the classics like that. Say my name. I am the one who knocks. Great character. But you know who I think we do have to talk about because we have not discussed him at all is. How do you, if you were to jump into the writer's room and they're writing El Camino, how would you write Lewis into the script? Lewis? <laughs> Walter uh, Jr.'s oh, friend. Walter Jr.'s friend. No, <laughs> all right, go, go. Oh, man. I, maybe instead of um, Jesse going to Skinny Pizza, he goes to Lewis's house. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think Lewis would look I forgot about. I forgot about that kid. No, it's another good Walter moment. When he, I mean, also breakfast. There was no breakfast in this, like. But if there's no Walt Junior, it could wait. No breakfast. <laughs> but the it's a uh, great meme. The part where Lewis, I guess, is picking up Walt Junior for school, and he's just like, "Lewis, you want to come in the house for breakfast?" He was like, "I made, uh, I made breakfast. I made omelets." He was like, "New Mexican Christmas style, red and green chilies." So, <laughs> but they were making that. breakfast in that show. Walter Jr. loved breakfast. He did. Yeah. He wasn't happy with the turkey bacon. Um, I think he complained at one point about not having Raisin Bran Crunch. Would you Would you rewrite the show at any point? A very solid show. Like, I'm trying to think of... I don't know if I would rewrite anything. I think... I think up to the point where I would, I would rewrite it up to, like... Obviously, you see um, Hank on the shitter, the, makes the discovery, mm-hmm. does, does his, like, side investigations... But I would, I was really very intrigued by them doing their um the bug business, using that as their as their cover up and going oh, to people's that was houses. Really cool. And the one the one scene where you see the nanny cam on it and they turn it off, I said, like, what if I would write it so that footage is, is found mm-hmm. and they get caught and Walt goes to jail, but he's still operating the business from within the prison. I think you can get two at least two seasons out of that. Two more seasons, yeah. Yeah, he was, um, he was crazy. I could have, yeah, so him, like, operating the whole, like, meth empire through prison and all that stuff. I could see that. Yeah. I, that was a cool concept, them, like, doing the bug, you know, cleaning and, yeah. But, I I don't know if I'd rewrite anything. I I think the further, like, you knew the end point for some of those further seasons, so you knew the show was going to end. Whereas, like, I think the earlier seasons kind of, like, took some time with certain episodes. So, like, what we talked about the episode with Jesse and the getting kidnapped, being in the house with, you know, those two people and the little kid. But outside of that, I don't know if there's much I would change. Yeah. You do remember that episode where he's walking around the supermarket? Is he fully naked or is he in his underwear? Oh, he's fully naked. I think he's naked. Yeah. 
Yeah, because the, the lady that's working there is picking up different articles of clothing from each aisle. Yeah. And he, she picks up the tidy whities and he's like, Give him what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then, then, you, then, you, then you see him sitting there in all his glory. <laughs> you know what we didn't talk about at all? Brian Cranston and Malcolm in the Middle. Do you think... How does he go from that show to this? Like, well, I, I think it's the same character. I just think it's um, it's a it's a prelogue to, to Walter White. Like, mm-hmm. like, de- like definitely, like, Hal goes into witness protection and becomes Walter White. Yeah. Like, isn't that what the the conspiracy theory is? Or the fan theory, rather? I, I've heard some people talk about him being the same character. Yeah. <laughs> but... My favorite episode of, um, part of... One of the best parts of Malcolm in the Middle is the episode where, um... The family. You don't even know their last name. You never know their last name. Yeah, you never learn their last name. They go on vacation, and it gets canceled. When they come back, they they realize that for the last like twelve years, the 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 whole block threw them a block party, and they scheduled around them going on around vacation. vacation yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, there are some great knock one in the middle episodes. I like when this is just a side up side story in the episode, but when uh, they're cleaning out the closet. And it's all these clothes, all these clothes, and they cl- fully clean out the closet, and they realize it's a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, we're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> what a great show. Yeah. I don't know why that just sparked another savage Walter White moment, but do you remember when he ran the, the twins over with um, with the car? He got out and just shot him. I was like, run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, yeah he saves Jesse mm-hmm. pretty much, yeah. What other character do you think deserves their own solo movie? I mean, don't say Lewis. I I would say it's Slim Pickings, like Skinny Pete, Skyler, or Junior, Holly, Holly, yeah, Marie. <laughs> oh yeah, what happened to Marie? She's still wearing purple. They never even like addressed her in, in the finale after Hank died. Yeah. I never. I because really like the last thing, the last time you see her, Walt's on the phone with Skyler on the, with the and she has it that one speaker. And he goes, "Hank is dead." Yeah. That's the last time you see Marie. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, is she. Uh, yeah, I don't think she's in any of the episodes. But I was watching the finale. I was Gretchen and Elliot. Yeah, Gretchen and Elliot. Yeah, that I, I think that gets so overlooked. Overlooked. Sometimes. Is like the fact of like he helped create this major business. They go on for fame, and he kind of just. Gets pushed to the side, has to do this very like remedial job for the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, he mentions a lot in the show that he's a high school teacher that's overqualified. It's like, yeah, well, you right. just you just started you like, you started the movement for a multi million dollar company. Yeah, but also got like, their credit for it. One of the last episodes when they're being interviewed um, on the TV, and he's like, like, how'd you like? He's a co-founder of this place, right? And they're like, he really isn't. He just helped us come up with the name, mm-hmm. and you could see how much like he yeah, gets angry. You know, yeah, it angers him. But any more thoughts on Jesse? I feel like we should talk more on Jesse. Any more thoughts on him? Not that I can think of at the time. I mean, we we I think we gave him all the praise that he deserves. Yeah. And I, I it it's hard to give him a lot of praise more like than Brian Cranston because he really hasn't done much besides Breaking Bad. You know. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I think he's tried a couple TV shows. He was in that like Need for Speed movie that went absolutely nowhere. Um, but he's he's a good actor. Yeah, you know he gives one hundred and twenty percent to to what he does, and I just hope he finds the right the right role for him moving forward for for something mm-hmm. because he deserves it. I mean, do you think do you think 
There's no way he gets nominated for something in this, right? For this? Um, possibly. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets nominated for, like, best lead. I mean, he won a few Emmys for playing Jesse. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets nominated for, like, best um, best like, lead actor in a mini or miniseries TV movie. Did, did the movie get nominated for anything? No, Emmys and, like, possibly Golden Globes. Is that considered an Emmy if it's a Netflix movie? It's, it's weird. It's tough. I mean, I kind of attribute it to, like, so on HBO, Deadwood did a movie earlier this year, and it got nominated for like best uh, best TV movie. I, I'd consider this a TV movie. Like I, this isn't going to get nominated for Oscars, right? Yeah. Now, but um, yeah, that no, was a uh, it's a good movie. Like I said, I didn't really need this, but the fact that it was there, I watched it and I enjoyed it. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. And I, the word I, I keep saying closure. It was the perfect way to describe this movie. It's like you, yeah. we got some closure. And I go back to, like, my thing where it's, like, you know, what I said. Like, when Breaking Bad ended, I always figured Jesse was going to go off and do something with his life. And this kind of just, like, solidifies that. Yeah. The show's, like, Mm -hmm. he went to Alaska, he's starting a new life for himself. All this stuff. Would you ever want to move to Alaska? No. No? Too, uh, too rural for you? I think it'd be cool. I'd have to, like, go on a cruise there just to, like, test the waters out. No pun intended. Yeah. See how it is. Mm-hmm. Do they say what job he does? Is he a carpenter up there? I forget. I mean, they, you know, they t- they tell you what his social security number is. They get down to that detail. I, I don't remember what um his but job was. Does he tell was. him to say it backwards? Yeah, he tells him to say um, yeah, the social security number backwards. Jeez, just just to like, memorize it. I don't think I could. Well, police, well, the police do that for you. Like, if you, if you get pulled over for a sobriety test, they might tell you to still say the alphabet, but then say it backwards. Well, Not that I've ever been in that situation before, but... Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. But, uh... Devil's Reach might, might be testing those waters. 8.6% alcohol. Um, I'm not driving, folks. I'm taking an Uber home. We recommend anybody here who may be drinking to take an Uber home. Absolutely. Or taxi, or... Get somebody to drive you. Just don't turn to drive, folks. Okay? It's not worth it. It is not worth it. We should be getting paid to these PSAs. It's the second episode, Dave. Don't get ahead of yourself. Just saying, I mean... Final thoughts on this? We liked it? We liked it. Like I said, it wasn't, wasn't needed, but it was, a, it was a nice treat. Four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah, so this was uh, the second episode of Post Credit Brews with Matt and Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. And uh, please join us again for our next episode. Thank you. Thank you.